0: Good morning. How are we doing? How many are excited to be here this morning? I want to tell you, there's a lot of people off the side of the stage here that are really excited because this is one of the biggest days of their lives. And um, this morning, uh, I, I want you to know exactly why they're doing what they're doing and um, for you to understand what they're doing. And I actually want to challenge you. Uh, if you've never been baptized, you should be baptized. And you say, well, Pastor King, I'll, I'll, I'll sign up next time. No, I want you to be baptized today. Um, so, very quickly, I, I'm going to read you a scripture. I think it's coming up on the screen there. Uh, in a moment. It's from the book of Romans and chapter 6. And um, I want to read to you verses 1 through to 4, all right? If it's not on the screen, believe me, it's in the Bible, all right? So (laughs) Romans chapter 6, verse 1, it says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Uh, And so this is an amazing, amazing scripture. And um, I, I just know uh, that this morning, it's got to mean something, not only for those who are being baptized, but for everyone that's in this room. You know, the other night, I, I sat down... Uh, well, I didn't sit down. I, I stood at the front here, uh, and they sat down and listened to me. A number of people who are getting baptized today, not everyone, and, um, and they um, listened as I told them why it was that they were being baptized. And I start, started by saying... Before ever you get baptized, I want to make sure that you are a Christian. How many know that when people get baptized, um, it can be because everyone else is? It it, it can be because it's exciting and everyone gets excited. and, And so I want to be in the tank as well. I want to get wet and, uh, and, and it's just an exciting moment that we get drawn into. And many people come to me and they say, we got baptized when we were younger, but we had no understanding as to why we were being baptized. We had no understanding as to why I was getting in the tank, why they were ducking me under the tank. Some said to me, I only did it because my parents told me that they, they, they wanted me to... And, and so I don't like doing that. I don't like baptizing children unless we're absolutely certain of what they're going through and what they're doing. I, I'd rather them take time and find out exactly what faith is about. So on Tuesday night, I began to outline to them, uh, there was about 30 people there, what baptism really meant and I want to know that you are Christians before I baptise you or before you get baptised. Well, after I'd finished speaking, I said, we're going to pray. And if you uh, are this tonight have realised, wow, I'm, I'm not really a Christian in the way that he has pointed out and the way the Scriptures pointed out, I, I want you to raise your hands so I can pray for you. And we'll get it put right right now. There was about 30 there and about 10 of them raised their hands and said, I'm not even a Christian yet. So how many know it's important that we find out and make sure that people know what they're doing before they get into the tank? It's very important. In fact, for some of you here, I don't know. And so this morning, I'm going to tell you exactly what I told them. You see, it can be that you think, well, I'm going to get baptized because I want to wash away this great list of sins. And and, and, you know, if I should go around this room and I'd say to you, list me all your sins, how many know we'd have one big list? And, and, and you'd have on it, you know. Well, I, I was—I—I I, I told lies, or I—I I stole, or I—I I, I was a drunkard, or I—I I was a drug addict, or I—I I, I was um, someone that was continually uh, gossiping, and, and the list would go on and on and on. I was a smoker. I was a drinker. I was this. I was that. And, and I want to tell you, friends, that none of those things would take you to hell. Oh, no, no. Listen, listen. Those are the fruit of your sin. There is only one sin that will take you to hell, according to the Bible. Here it is. Listen to what it is. It is the sin of offending a holy God. Uh, See, God is our creator. He made us. He is the one that formed us in the womb. He is the one that breathed the life of life into us. That we were actually born and brought into this world. We are made by God. I don't care what the scientists say. I don't care what they say from this, that and the other. The fact is that every human life is formed by God in the womb. And that is why abortion is a wrong thing. It is a God thing that happens inside. and, And the fact is he is our creator. As our creator he deserves our worship. Oh, I mean this, I mean this, I mean this, that we now live our lives with him as the boss, that we live our lives with him as our ruler, that we live our lives saying, God, you are my God, and I worship you. See, Christians, they don't read the Bible every day, and they don't pray every day because they've got to, they do it because they want to honor a holy God. Every day, every day they start their day in the Word of God and they start with praying because they want God in their life throughout the day and they want to put God first at the beginning of the day. Oh yes, see, it's a big thing to honor a holy God. And the fact is about everyone in this room is that many of us, if not all of us in this room, we lived our lives... For a certain amount of time as if God didn't exist. We lived our lives doing our own thing. And that's when we got into all this stuff. This list of stuff. When we were now going our own way. And we're doing our own thing. And and, and we're sinning as if it's going out of fashion. And and the fact is this. that, That all these things that we do. Is because we don't honor God as God. And we don't worship him. Because if we really honored God as God, we wouldn't do the stuff. And we come to Him when we come to Him in what the Bible calls repentance. It means a sorrow, a godly sorrow over my sin of slapping the face of God and saying, You will not rule over me. My sin of saying to God you will not rule my life. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going in my own way. And we end up in the messes that we end up because we leave God out. Slap his face and say, you will not rule over me. Repentance is this. That I come to a holy garden and I say, God, will you please forgive me? I never realized that I offended you. I never realized by keeping you out of my life, I was offending you. And he says that is the one sin that will take you to hell. Because if you don't walk with God on earth, you'll not walk with God in eternity. And and, and friends, I'm earnestly asking you to consider this this morning. That you will come to a place of repentance saying, I'm sorry God. I'm sorry God. Now here's the deal. I have to tell you this. God does not have to forgive you. When you come to him and ask him to forgive you for offending him, he does not have to forgive you. No, here's the deal he chooses to forgive you. All right, it's a big difference. It's a big difference. In fact, before you were ever a sparkle in your parents' eyes, Jesus died on a cross. To take the punishment for that one sin on your behalf. He was the one human that came to earth and lived a life perfectly sinless. In other words, from beginning to his time of dying on the cross, Jesus always, always did what his father wanted him to do. He always honored God. He never, there was never a day in his life he was sinless, the Bible says. In other words, there was never a day where he offended God. He was the Son of God that came to take the punishment for my sin and your sin on the cross. He died not for his own sin. He died for your sin. God was making a way. For you to be able to come back home to say, sorry that I offended you, God. I want you at the center of my life. And then the Bible says that we repent and we throw ourselves on the mercy of God. It means undeserved favor. That's what the word mercy means. It means this, I don't deserve anything. If I had what I deserved, I'd be cast into hell forever. Many of you have heard me tell the story of my dad. My dad was dying. He had served Jesus for uh, 60 years, 50 years or more, and, and, and he was dying in absolute agony uh, with a blood uh, cancer that was now going to his brain. It was... A, a terrible sight to see him back then. They didn't have the pain medications they have today. Lying on that bed, literally squealing in pain. And I'm sat at the side of the bed. My my brother is behind me. And, and suddenly it just broke for me. And I fell onto the bed as a young guy. And I said, this is not fair. My dad doesn't deserve this. He has served God for all these years. He has Pioneered so many churches, rating churches. He, he has served God with all his being, and, and now he's here and he doesn't deserve this. And I felt my brother's hand come on my shoulder. And he said, John, what does he deserve? He said, if he had what he deserved, he'd be in hell forever. If he had what he deserved, he would be lost for eternity. John, he was saved for this moment that he's passing now into the next life. We may not understand all the pain stuff, but the fact is he is safe, he is saved, and he'll be with Jesus soon, and he'll be with Jesus forever. You see, friends, listen, listen. If anyone in this room got what you deserved, you'd be cast into the caverns of damn people right now. If you got what you deserved and I got what I deserved... Uh, We would be lost forever, in hell forever. But Jesus, he took our place. And now we come to him and we say, I'm sorry for offending you, God. And I throw myself on your mercy. In other words, God, I'm throwing myself at your feet. I know I don't deserve it, but I want you to forgive me. And I want to tell you, no one has cried out in mercy to God and been rejected. Everyone who comes is received because he loves you that much. He wants to save you for a better life on earth and an eternal life in heaven. Now, quickly, friends, why are they getting in this tank? They're saying, I lived my life offending God, slapping his face, and saying, I will not rule. I'll allow you to rule my life. They came to a place of saying, I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry. And they literally died to their past. They said, God, will you forgive me? And listen, friends, a supernatural thing happened. All their past offense was forgiven in an instance when they asked Jesus to forgive them. In a moment of time, they were now born again, the Bible says. In other words, their past died and a new person lived. So their past is dead. When they get in this tank, they're saying, what should you do with anything that's dead? I want to tell you, it's the best thing you can do is to bury it. And when they get into that tank, they're going through the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. They're saying, my past offending God is over and done with. I'm not going to offend God anymore. He's going to rule my life. He's going to be the chief of my life. And and I'm leaving the past behind and I'm burying it in the waters of baptism. And when I come up out of this tank, I want the world to know that from this moment on, Jesus is my Lord and I'm going to live honoring God the Father for the rest of my days. He's saying, God is going to be first in my life. Now if you think, That you come into Jesus to get saved, and you said, Well, I came to get rid of all these sins, this great list of sins. Listen, friends, I say it as kindly as I can. If you have never asked God to forgive you for offending Him for all the years of your life where you've kept Him out of your life, I don't know whether you're saved. I I I don't know whether you're a Christian. Unless you've said, God, will you forgive me? I throw myself on your mercy. Will you forgive me for offending you and slapping your face and saying you will not rule over my life? Will you forgive me? I surrender my life to you. Unless you've done that, I don't know whether you're a Christian. And friends, this is a moment in time where you could get that put right. Those who are getting baptized have done it. In a moment, they're going to get in the tank. And they're going to bury the past. They're going to come up with the world knowing they're going to live for Jesus for the rest of their days. I, I don't know about you. You can't answer for your children. You can't answer for your wife. You can't answer for your husband. You have to answer the question, am I right with God? Have I ever asked God to forgive me for offending him? And have i received his forgiveness. And if you haven't, I want you to do it right now. I want you to get your life right with God. Now, now put the baptism thing aside for a moment. Right now, I want you to make sure that you've got your life right with God. So let's bow in prayer for just one moment. And as we do, if you say, I'm not sure that I am a Christian. I'm not sure that I've been forgiven for offending God. I want you to do this right now. I want you to allow me to pray with you, asking Jesus to forgive your past and from today to walk into your future with you. If that's you right now, will you raise your hand? And I'll see it and I'm going to pray for you. Yeah, God bless you at the back. Just put your hand up and keep it up. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you up there. God bless you over here. Is there anyone in the balcony? I'm looking in the balcony right now. It's a big decision. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Just raise your hand, keep it up, and I'm going to pray for you. Right now, right now, Holy Spirit is filling this place, and he's coming to you, and he's saying, right now, you need to raise your hand. And I, I just want you to do that right now, to obey the promptings of Holy Spirit on your life. If there's anything within you that's saying, I need to put my hand up, you put your hand up right now. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. there. Is there anyone else? Yes, God bless you at the back. God bless you at the back. you saying, God, I'm sorry for offending you. Will you take my life into your glory? I want everyone praying with me to help these people who raise their hands. Pray this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. I want to ask you to ask Father God to forgive me for offending him. I am sorry I offended him. I throw myself on your mercy. I know I don't deserve forgiveness, but I receive forgiveness. I give my life over to you. I want to live my life from this day with you as my God. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Now let me talk to those who raise their hands, but then I'm talking to everyone here, and I'm nearly done. We're going to get in the tank, and we're going to baptize all these people. I'm going to ask you this this morning. Have you ever got baptized with the understanding that you're being baptized because you offended God, and you got your life right with God, and now you're getting baptized because you offended God, and now you want to bury that past. Firstly, have you ever been baptized? If you've never been baptized, I, I, I want to tell you, today ought to be the day. We've not only got water here, we got two tanks of water today. And, and, and there's plenty of room. And if I'm here till midnight, I'll baptize everyone who needs to be baptized. But let me let me tell you this. Let me tell you this quickly. If you've never been baptized. Oh, if you say, John, I didn't know what I was doing. I never understood what I was doing. It, it meant nothing to me. That is the only reason that I would, I would baptize you. Some people call it re-baptism. I don't call it baptism because I don't count your first. Because you didn't know what you were doing. It was just getting wet. But this morning you have the opportunity to be baptized, knowing exactly what it means. And getting your life right with God. Now if that's you, Use I, I, the challenge it's going to take a lot of guts it's going to take a lot of courage right now for you to just get up in your seat and I'd like you to come and join me at the front here if you say I need to be baptized today I can't let another moment go without being baptized is there anyone? I want you to come down to the front
1: Good night. You
0: made the decision, right? Huh? You made the decision. to get baptized. Yeah. Just stay there a minute. Yeah. God bless you. Now Holy Spirit's telling you there's more. And you're fighting it. I tell you why you're fighting it. Because you're going to have to get in the tank in the clothes you're wearing. But, but I beg you. I'll tell you what. We'll give you a shirt. But I want you not to leave this place without being absolutely sure. Thank God for these two have the courage to come. Now if you... If you were ready... If you were ready right now, why didn't you get up out
1: of your seat? I I
0: wish I could go along each row and look you in the eye and say, "You're sure you've got it right with Jesus? Are you sure that you've got it right and you've been baptized? Jesus commanded that we get baptized. He didn't suggest it. He commanded. Now I'm waiting for you. If there's anyone else, we'll wait for you because you are worthy. Is there anyone else? It's good for me that we wait, there's another one. (laughs) (laughs) You do me a favour, just turn to the one next to you and say, even if you know say, you know, if you're scared to go up there, I'll go up with you. Now, it doesn't mean you'll get baptized with them, but just turn to the one next to you and say, and just bring them up. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? I, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to wait when we have things like this, because it means the word that I've spoken is dropping the 18 inches from the head to the heart, and sometimes you've got to wait for that to happen, and, and there's still others out there that need to come, and, and I'll, I'll wait for you, I'll wait for you to come, is there anyone else? It's just dropping into your heart, and you know you have to come. Now they're getting mad with me back there because they want this thing rolling along, but I just feel there could be one more that needs to come. So much. Says in His Word, He's not willing for one person to touch, and I can't move on unless He me okay? So if you're fighting, you can help us all out by getting up and coming. All right. So if you're resisting, just get up and come right now. What the Spirit is that's drawing you? He's drawing you to
1: Himself?
0: get near to quit and another one comes. But no, this is my last time to rest. If there's anything inside of you, you'd say I should be up to a great privilege. All right. Is there anyone
1: else?
0: You know, if you move, I'm thinking you can. So uh, that's why I hesitate. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask you uh, to go out through these doors, up the steps, and there'll be people waiting for you there. And uh, the only thing we've got is a shirt, and uh, We would suggest, ladies, that we'd do happen when you get wet it. Alright. Alright. I'm proud. Come on There you are, follow the With you're up. I know this guy. Saying, yes, Jesus, you will be my Lord forever. I surrender everything to you. Is there anyone else? While well, the Holy Spirit is knocking on your hearts, while well, he pleads with you to come. You may think I'm begging you, friends, I'm not begging you. God's begging you. He loves you that much. Is there anyone? I think the Lord needs a great brother. Uh, as long he said
1: That's all of them, right? Just making sure. Hey, let's give the Lord one more round of applause and then you guys are free to go.